Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. The prophets aren't anointing the prophets. A couple of weeks ago, I woke up with that statement in my head. The prophets aren't anointing the prophets. I've said this before, but pay attention to those first thoughts of the day. Sometimes that's the only time that the Lord can get through to you before you get busy and get going with your day. But I knew that the Lord was speaking, so I began to ask him about it. Let's lay a brief scriptural basis for anointing. 1 Kings 19, and this is God speaking to Elijah the prophet. Then the Lord said to him, Go back by the way you came to the desert of Damascus. When you arrive, you are to anoint Hazael as king over Aram. You are also to anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel, and Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel-Maholah, to succeed you as prophet. This is just one example in the Bible where it talks about anointing, but there are many more. In this one, Elijah heard from the Lord, anoint this person as this, and he did. So when I heard the prophets aren't anointing the prophets, the Lord was showing me we are not anointing the next generation. This isn't just the prophets. This is on a bigger scale as well. And for today's message, I'm going to use the word anoint interchangeably with some similar words like consecrate, which is to make or declare something over someone, set aside, which is like setting aside for a purpose. This will make more sense as we go on. God is a generational God, a God of legacy. My husband and I are working on a new business slash personal project, and I was asking the Lord about it, and he said, it's a part of your legacy. I did some research of the meaning of legacy and found this. In simple terms, a legacy is passed from one generation to the next and often refers to gifts or money or property. However, leaving a personal legacy involves more than the financial assets that you bestow on the younger generation. In Matthew 10, 41, and this is such a great verse. I talk about this verse all the time, but it says, whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. I spoke recently in a podcast about prophets and the prophetic not getting the support or the value or appreciation that it's due. And this has to change. We are all a part of that change. The statement, the prophets aren't anointing the prophets, that's what this is all about. The prophets will go extinct if we don't reverse this. And then obviously, if there are no prophets, then there's no prophet's reward, right? God has prophet's reward. He has teacher reward. He has mother's reward, uncle's reward. Whatever roles you play or could play in your life, Honor the good things that others carry and receive impartation from them, which leads me to this. What do you carry that you need to impart? My dad was many things, but one of them was he was a really good builder. Small projects, complete homes, he could do it all. Now, I learned the value of hard work and a few other things from him before he passed away, but I could have learned much more. I was installing new flooring recently in our bedrooms with my 15 year old. And I had this thought, I asked her, do your friends know how to do stuff like this? And she was like, uh, no, I doubt it. Which then made me think, are the flooring installers anointing the flooring installers? (laughs) 
I know that might sound silly, but like I said, this is bigger than just the prophets not anointing the prophets. So you can see why this concept matters. It's so important. Especially in these times, we need to stay connected with people and continue to pass on the giftings that we have to others. Or we won't have updated flooring, right? And more importantly, we wouldn't have any new prophets to speak the word of the Lord. Come on, I will shout out myself about that. That's a good word. We need new flooring and prophets. Amen? God has so many blessings for us in Scripture. The Bible talks about God having storehouses of good things. In Job 38, God says to Job, Have you entered the storehouses of the snow or seen the storehouses of the hail? Now, I don't really love snow too much, but I'm sure that there are other good things (laughs) in those storehouses. Storehouses waiting for us. But some of those things come in and through people. I've heard it said, God doesn't move on the earth unless it's through people. I don't know if that's right that he doesn't move at all, but it's clear that his plan is to move through his people. Second Chronicles 7.14, this is such a now verse. It says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. He's saying right there, that's the key to him moving. It's humbling ourselves and praying from a place of welcoming God into everything. Not an, I'm a wretch type of false humility, but saying, I don't know what's best here, God, but you do. So I want to partner with you and be a part of healing this land, my land, from California to the New York Island. Come on, you know what that is? That's owning your place. This is your country, your state, your dominion. Joshua 1.3 says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. Your family, your business, your people that need God to come in and heal our land. Well, he's going to use people to do it. So how do we partner with that? We honor the prophets and we receive the reward. As prophets or as teachers or as whatever you bring to the world that God has given you, your calling, your gifting, you bring it. So bring it, full blast, release it to others around you. Pray that the Lord will make it clear to us who's who in the zoo. That's actually a personality test that we used to do at a place that I used to work. I'm not a huge fan of personality tests per se, but this one is fun. So you are either a lion, a golden retriever, an otter, or a beaver, or some mix of those. But the idea was to know who's who so we can work with and help each other to get things done. We need to know who the prophets are so we can anoint the prophets. Anoint the builders, anoint the musicians, anoint the politicians. Come on, and they need it most, right? (laughs) God knows who's who in the zoo. That's why we pray, to invite him in, to show us what's up. I just learned that saying, you'll probably laugh, but I just learned that saying, you already know what's up. I don't know where I've been because apparently everyone else knows that saying. But seriously, we need to look around us, recognize what God has given us. Freely you have received, freely give, and release it to the next generation. It's our legacy to bring kingdom to the world around us. I know this is a grand idea, but how do you actually do it? So are you asking the Lord just that question? What do I carry and who do you want me to give it to? So let's do that right now. Let's just take a moment and get quiet before the Lord and seek after him and ask for his wisdom. So close your eyes if you're able to and pay attention to what the Lord is showing you 
what thoughts you have, what ideas come into your mind. So Holy Spirit, what do I carry and who do you want me to give it to? Holy Spirit, what do I carry and who do you want me to give it to? You might be really great at working on cars or doing car maintenance. Maybe the Lord showed you a picture of you washing a car in your driveway with a neighbor kid. Maybe you're into tech stuff and you have a friend's son or daughter that's into IT and they want to go into that field. Or it could be the other way around. They might know more than you, but you get it. Maybe you're a musician and a mom and you don't have time or energy left to pass on something or anoint anyone to do anything. But there might be a teen in your church that wants to learn the guitar and could spend some time with you and your kids singing and dancing. And in the midst of that, you are also imparting how to be a kingdom mom. So you may be thinking, you know, what if I try to freely give what God has given me and no one receives it? In Matthew 10, Jesus gives this direction to his disciples. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy there and stay at his house until you move on. As you enter the home, Greet its occupants. If the home is worthy, let your peace rest on it. But if it is not, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not welcome you or heed your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that home or town. Hey, shake the dust. If they don't want to receive, God will show you someone who does. Or maybe it's just not their time. Maybe you heard right about that person, but they weren't actually quite ready. Maybe they'll come along at some point. We really need to seek God on who he wants you to pour into. You don't want to labor in vain. In Psalms, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Then that means on the flip side, if the Lord builds the house, your labor will be fruitful. Amen. But be sensitive to those around you. You may have someone near you that needs to be anointed as something. And maybe you are the anointer. Maybe you are the layer on of hands. In 1 Timothy 4.14, it says, Do not neglect the gift which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Don't stay in your bubble. I guess some of the NBA teams are living in a bubble right now <laughs> so, so that they can play basketball. I don't know if it would be worth it to me to do that. But if you aren't an NBA player, don't stay in your bubble. Ask the Lord who you can invest in. Get out there and release the kingdom that you have inside of you. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does that actually mean? Like whose hand? It's Jesus's hand. And guess what? Guess who's in you? In the book of Judges, it says the spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, or it also says clothed him with power. I've also heard this verse referred to as they say the Lord put him on like a glove. You are, as Jesus says, even in this world. So it means the kingdom of heaven is at your hand. You want to see the kingdom? Look at your hand. Ask the Lord what to do with your hands to release the kingdom on earth. That looks like giving others what you have. Choosing to anoint, smother with oil. Oil often represents Holy Spirit. Take the Holy Spirit in you and slather him on someone else. Ask God who and what type of oil, so to speak, like the music or the building, or the possibilities are endless. We all have something to give, and we need to be recognizing that glimmer of something on others and help them step into it. This is making disciples. So how does this work modern day anointing someone? Or if the word anointing seems too formal, 
I said earlier, we're talking about calling someone out for a purpose, sensing a calling in someone and blessing them in that. So let's look at Samuel. The Lord told him, go anoint one of Jesse's sons as king. So Samuel gets there. He sees one of the sons, tall, good looking guy, and he thinks, oh, this is the guy. But in 1 Samuel 16, the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Samuel looked for a while. He went through all the sons. He didn't just dump the oil on the nearest best looking dude. He waited until the Lord said, this is him, this little ruddy looking guy with pretty eyes. And of course, we all know that was David. So ask the Lord who you are supposed to pour into. Then start looking. Let the Lord show you and find that person or group of people. It might look weird to others. I was outside of a restaurant the other day taking a picture of like the flowers in their landscape. And I was with someone and they go, uh, people are looking at you. And I said, who cares? Who cares if it looks weird to others? It doesn't matter. The Lord knows. He chooses. They're his plans for us, not the world's plans for us. It may wind up being that friend of yours with that quirky kid who's little and plays the drums constantly or builds things with Legos all the time or that cashier at the dollar store that colors her hair every color there ever is every other day. But maybe you're a hairstylist and you have something to offer her, your gifting, your advice, mentoring. Who even knows if you are in that dollar store every so often for such a time as this to impart something to leave a mark on this world, to prepare the next generation to serve the Lord through their gifting. Maybe you'll have an opportunity to lead that cashier to the Lord, and then she'll do the same for others. When you think about it like that, your life matters, even your trips to the dollar store, even when you swing by a friend's house or a business. There could be someone around you crying out to be called out and called up to be recognized, to be led into their kingdom destiny but they need someone to anoint them, to choose them, to smother Holy Spirit on them. The word says, be fruitful and multiply. That doesn't just mean procreate in the natural and have kids. It also means recreate yourself. What God has given you, give to others. And in doing that, you are carrying on your legacy. Prophets don't just prophesy and teach others to prophesy and flow in the gifts. They reproduce prophets. The prophets aren't anointing the prophets. It made me think of the word germination, which means the development of a plant from a seed or spore after a period of dormancy. Example, a successful germination of crops, the process of something coming into existence and developing. I just had a dream that I was watching someone's kids and one of them was a baby and I gave it food, but I had forgotten to give it a bottle. In the dream, I wasn't fully caring for that baby. If people never take the seed within them and plant it somewhere, life cannot go on. If prophets never plant water and nourish baby prophets, they will die and so will the world. We are here to reproduce life, whatever that looks like. If you're a good mom, you reproduce other good moms. If you're a nurse, you train up new nurses, whatever it is, but produce life so you and other people around you will receive the reward and the world benefits from the thing in you that God gave you that he wants to manifest here on the earth. Second Corinthians 3.18 says, 
and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his image with intensifying glory. Glory. Sorry, sometimes I don't know why. <laughs> but when I read that word in scripture, I just that just comes over me. Okay, let's start over. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his image with intensifying glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Right now, my daughter is learning how to drive, and she was driving the other day, and apparently my phone was reflecting light into her eyes. She couldn't see, and she couldn't ignore it. It was so bright. When we are flowing in what God called us to, we are reflecting light into others. Some will receive and become light in kind. Reflect God's glory to others. That's why we are here. It says intensifying in that verse. So it should be getting stronger as you grow in the Lord. If it's not getting stronger or brighter, then we need to reevaluate with the Lord. It may have something to do with you not giving away what you have. In God's kingdom, when you give away, you get filled up with more. Don't be stagnant, but keep that flow going. He'll give it to you to get it through you to others. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So get at it. If you're a prophet and there are prophets around you that need to be prophetized, so to speak, ask the Lord what that looks like. If you're a teacher, there are teachers around you who need to be teacherized. Ask the Lord what that looks like. If you're a mom and there are young moms around you that need to be momified, okay, no, that's too close to momified, so we're not going to do that one. But you get the point. You know the saying, you do you. You know what? Don't just do you. Help others do themselves too.